All right, episode four is of the B is for Brittle podcast. Woo. Let's get it going. UFC 265. Wow, was that a card? <laughs> it started off strong, and then it then they had a bunch of decisions. But decisions can be good sometimes, I guess. Yeah, for sure. There was four knockouts, so that makes eighteen total knockouts. Well, one of them was a doctor stoppage. <laughs> doctor stoppage. I don't know if it was a doctor stoppage. I guess that counts as yeah, a I TKO. Yeah, I count anything that's a TKO or counts as a KO. TKO. Because yeah, I guess the whole point out. is to get your opponent out of there, even if you break their arm. Yep. Send them to the hospital. <laughs> that's the drill. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that was a pretty good card. Um, there's a lot in the news lately in the MMA community. Uh, Hasbula, also known as Mani Habib, has been called out. Yeah, he got called out. <laughs> Fight of the night. By Fazeev. Winner. Yeah. Rafael Fazeev. There's a bit of an issue with uh, the weight class. So <laughs> yeah, how much does Hasbulla weigh? He's 35 pounds. <laughs> how tall is he? He's 3 feet and 3 inches. <laughs> 3 foot 3. He weighs 35 pounds. So I, I don't know if he... I don't think he could cut that well, you yeah. know. I don't think they could... Yeah, they could not get near each other's weights, that's for sure. But it'd have to be some kind of exhibition, like... Oh, is that how Blueface Baby fought that one guy yeah, was that exhibition? Yeah. But on the bright side, Hasbulla does have a fight coming up, so... Yeah, he is fighting that other adult that looks like <laughs> a child. Yeah. He just doesn't... <laughs> I guess for the viewers that don't know, Hasbulla is... I think he's a Russian. Yeah, he's also in Dagestan. Or Dagestan or whatever. Yeah, he's a Dagestani dwarf. I don't know yeah, the proper... Yeah, miniature person. Little person? Do they like little person? Little person I don't know what yeah. they prefer to be called. But, but he looks like a an Dagestani old man. dwarf. <laughs> no, he looks like a little kid. Well, some of his faces make him look like an old yeah, man. Yeah, he looks like a little kid, though. He's like 20, and he's 3 foot 3 inches tall. <laughs> He, yeah, is, yeah. he looks like a little kid to me, but he's just an aged little kid. <laughs> so yeah, for a while it's I really thought disease. he may have been Habib's son because yeah. they have like a very similar or the same last name. They look like his, he looks like his dad's face. That's why. Yeah, he does look like Habib's dad as well. <laughs> yeah, I was. I thought he was a little kid at first for a minute there, and then I was like, oh wait a minute. Upon further digging, like this is an adult. You think he has a girlfriend, maybe, or maybe there's other many One people? girlfriend. He probably has all the girlfriends. All the you girlfriends. see his cars. Yeah, but he probably has lots of model did. girlfriends. Yeah, but I don't think women can drive there, right? Though women can't. No, they're not driving him around. He'll have his driver drive. Him and his are they? Do you think there are many girlfriends or like average girlfriends? He probably has. I don't know, just tall models. I, I, that's what I picture him with, like runway models. Do they have models in Dagestan? <laughs> I feel like if you're Muslim, you can't be a model. Yeah, that's true. I don't know what, because what, I guess some of the the smack talk in his fight coming up between him and the other Dagestani dwarf is, uh, they were like, oh, you swore during Ramadan, and he's like, they're like accusing each other of swearing during Ramadan. Yeah. Religious <laughs> crimes. Yeah, it's a big deal for them over there to swear during Ramadan. Yeah, I get it, for sure. <laughs> so, yeah, it's pretty interesting. I want to dig a little deeper into that, you know. I'll watch it. I love egg crazy fights like that. Between... That's your niche, like, oddballs no, fighting, I feel like. It's what? <laughs> oddball people fighting. Like, you, you like the wheelchair fighter people? What, what did you call them? Oddball people? Yeah. I don't know if you call people with disabilities oddball. Well, even I like, like to see equal, like equal opportunity heads. boxing and fighting is what I like to see. Equal opportunity fighting. I would get super into some equal opportunity fighting if they had these leagues. If they had some leagues that were more fleshed out, I'd get into that. So, anybody listening, if you are thinking about starting a fight league of... Other people who need opportunities to fight. Equal opportunity. Equal yeah, opportunity like, fight league. Reach out to Grayson. <laughs> he will happily. I'll do the announcing 
I love to do the announcing. Well, so Charlie, you're announcing voice. Out of the red corner, what would their nicknames be? Timmy the Iron Chair <laughs> Johnson. <laughs> Oh my god. Mess headed. So... No. <laughs> oh man. I don't know. So UFC two sixty five, let's talk about that. I feel like we kinda of gone down the rabbit hole a little bit. Yeah, Cyril gone. He's very athletic. Yeah, that's the man right there. He's super athletic compared to a lot of these guys. And he's got a very high fight IQ. I was really surprised. That was my first time watching him fight. And, you know, I had seen stuff about him and did a little research, but I was just rooting for Derek Lewis because he's an American guy. He's like, he doesn't look like he exercises, and he was like ranked number two. So I'm like, hell yeah, this guy is accomplishing very much by doing very little in <laughs> He works hard. He'd be offended if he heard you say that. He'd say he works hard. Well, yeah, of course he it works, hard, like he works for hard, for sure. To get in the UFC, the top His of the world. His style always looks like that. And I saw a lot of people online. I was really impressed with his leg kicks and the fine <laughs> knee. I was really impressed. I mean, he moves around better than I can. So. <laughs> he hits very hard. He always kind of looks like he's losing until he just knocks somebody out cold most of the time. I think he won a decision against Ivanov, but Ivanov. But I can't remember, though, how that went. Specifically, I think we watched that one at Buffalo Wild Wings. Can't remember exactly what card that was on though when he fought Bogoy Ivanov. I think that was after G- he lost to JDS. Yeah, I love Derek Lewis. He's very funny. Very, very, <laughs> very entertaining. He's uh, still young for heavyweight. Thirty six, I think. Thirty six years young for heavyweight. That means you got like four or five more years. Really? Okay. Was this a heavyweight? What? Yeah, DC was heavyweight. Yeah. He thought he was like 41 or 41, something. 41, okay. 40, 41, something. Just trying to give it a little reference there. Yeah, well, you can fight till you're older. Because they're a lot smaller. So if you lose the speed, it doesn't matter as much at heavyweight. Compared to lightweight and things like that. Where guys lose their speed and all of a sudden you're like, God, they look terrible now. Yeah, Cyril Gaon seemed pretty fast. Yeah, Do you he's know how old he is? 30. 30, okay. So 30 he's pretty or 31. For them. Like yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing him fight Francis Ngannou for sure because that guy is a crazy. beast. Yeah, that'll be the two more athletic guys going at it. Yeah, so he's a champion right now, right? Yeah. Yeah. The two hard body boys going at it. Yeah, he's super hard hitting. I don't know if you guys seen that Instagram challenge, but it's basically where Francis Ngannou's like standing in one place. And he has, like, a teacup in his hand, and it has, like, tea or coffee or whatever. But it doesn't even spill when people are, like, trying their hardest to, like, hit him and punch him at, like, a super fast pace. How many people? Is this, is this something if you just find him, you're like, hey, here's the teacup. We're doing the Instagram challenge. <laughs> I think it's, like, people that he knows. I think there may have been another fighter that was doing it, and they're just going at him, punching him. And he's, like, not even reacting. Yeah, he won't let me do it, though. I don't know, you, you might be able to DM him, at, DM him and check it out tonight. I'll knock that teacup right out of his hand. <laughs> he won't fight me. This is the fight he doesn't want over yeah. here. That'd be a super brutal. Yeah, maybe we'll send him a DM and see what he says. I'll post a screenshot on the Instagram. and. I've been calling out Jake Paul. Really? Okay. That's who, I, that's who he's, he's had to have known me at this point. Why do you want to fight Jake Paul? Because he knows... How it'll go. <laughs> Jake Paul, he knows that. He doesn't want to lose his winning streak. I see you're rolling your sleeves up right now. <laughs> he, does, he doesn't want any of this because he knows he's going to lose. And well, he doesn't want to pay me all that money just to go out there and get his ass whooped. Okay, well, Grayson, give us a summary of your fighting career. Why don't you give oh, us no. Oh, no. Oh, okay. no. I'm defeated. <laughs> Jake Paul, Do you have any fighting experience, like unprofessional? You know? Nope. No? Okay. They told me it would be unfair for me to fight in a lot of these uh, <laughs> semi-divisional leagues or whatever. Got it, got it. So I'm calling out Jake Paul. All right, well, and whatever, whatever he, uh, whatever the money I get, I'm definitely not going to bet that I go down in the first round. <laughs> <level, right? laughs> I'm not going to bet all of it on that. I wouldn't have such a thing. 
Interesting. Okay. Do you think you have any advantages over Jake? Oh, all of them. All of them. <laughs> okay. Size, strength, speed, technique, willpower, heart, marketability. <laughs> okay. Well, if you're listening, please let's follow up with that. We'll we'll tweet Jake Paul even. If you comment on Instagram or DM us, tell us who you want us to tweet or DM on Instagram and we'll do it. How we'll about call that? them all out. Yeah, we'll call anybody out you want. I don't care. I'll even call Amanda Nunez. I don't care. Like, I've been in the gym. I think I went to the gym for the first time today and I, I do admit I'm feeling pretty powerful. So yeah. if you want me to call out anybody, I'll do it. Even Ronda Rousey. I'm not scared. Yeah. They don't know what the money is. They don't. They don't want the real They don't want the business. Yeah. <laughs> so, what are the other fights that you saw and that were pretty good? Was, I got a couple that I liked. Uh, I mean, from earlier in the night, I guess, do you want to go in order or from the main event first? Or? Whatever sticks into your brain that was just so good and you're like... Well, there was a good flying knee knockout that stuck out. And... Uh, yeah, that was probably the best one, the flying knee knockout. Manuel, I think he said cop. Manuel cop. It's spelled cape. Cape. Oh, yeah, I did. I think it's that pronounced one. cop. Okay. Now, a lot of the people say it differently. Give he it had a, a sweet flying knee knockout. But I don't know. That kind of looks like an early, an early stoppage to me. It was some ref there in Texas, Tejas. That uh, some local ref, and yeah, I don't know, that always seemed like an early stoppage to me. Yeah, right there, Manuel Cop. Yeah, round one. I see there. Okay. It seemed Maybe like an early Cop. stoppage to me. I don't know, I can't tell you. I mean, Star whenever, boy. whenever I watch a fight, I'm like, that seemed a little early, but what do Sometimes. I know? <laughs> okay. Yeah, but oh. that one was that was pretty cool, flying knee finish. There was five finishes in a row, and then the after that, six out of eight fights went to decision. So I was like, man. <laughs> but there were some good decisions. Um, the fight of the night, Fazeev versus Bobby Green. If that would have went five rounds. Yeah, that was a good fight. I if that would have went five rounds, I think Bobby Green. Well, I don't know, because one of the judges had it 30 to 27. Fazeev. Somehow, yeah, I don't know that how, third, I think Bobby Green definitely won that. I don't know that, how that you skip the third round to Fazeev. The strikes were like the strikes 70, like, 70-something. To like 40. Yeah, it was, it was a lot more. Yeah, he uh, struck him by a lot. It was crazy. And if it went five rounds, Bobby Green is going to look... With, I don't know. If I was Bobby Green afterwards, I'm going to grab that microphone and be like, Fight of the night, easily fight of the night right Let's now. Let's fight again. It's fight night, main event in two months. Let's run it back two months. Fight night, main event. Let's go five rounds in the 155 pound division. We got to get this thing moving or something like that. If he wanted to start yeah. talking some smack, he could have probably. Maybe we should do it for him. Maybe we should be in Bobby <laughs> Gurney. Like, come on, let's fight it's again. I want to see it again. Isn't this never too late? Yeah. As long as there's still a lot of vacant fight. <laughs> Well, Fazeev is going to probably try to get a ranked opponent next. Yeah, yeah, that's a smart move Yeah. on his part. Bobby Green, I don't know who he'll fight next. Who do you want to see Bobby Green fight next? In the lightweight division? Is that 155? Yep. I'd be done seeing him fight Tony. No, he can't get it. So <laughs> he's going to go from losing to an unranked guy to fighting a top 10 ranked guy. Oh, yeah, I forget that. Tony's still ranked. Let's see, who's in that 155? Just what? look up top 40, 155 top 40. There's 40 people who fight in 155? There's definitely more than that, yeah. UFC. Where is Benil Darush at? That's 155. I think he's ranked third? Third, okay, yeah, fourth, he can't fight him like then. Depends what. Let's see here, pulling it up. You keep going, keep going all the way down, all the way down, all the way down. Yeah, let's see. Who would be... Oh, Bobby Green versus Gamrot would be good. Or maybe versus Scott Holtzman. That'd be a good one. Where do you see Gamrot? What's his ranking? Uh, shoot, I don't know. He is going to be on there. I just saw him when you were scrolling through. Okay. 
Well, tell us a little bit about Gamrot and why you think that'd be a good matchup. Gamrot's good at all. Uh, he's a, also, I think he's number a good thirteen. Matchup. Oh, he's ranked thirteenth. Yeah. Oh, never mind. Then that wouldn't work out because he's ranked. Oh, versus Alexander Hernandez versus Bobby Green. That'd be a good one. 19. They both okay. have a common loss in Tiago Moises. I believe they both lost to him. And, uh... Yeah, that's yeah, correct. Yeah, they both have a common loss there. By decision, though. I remember you were yeah, saying Bobby that Green, Bobby Green will lose the decision. He will happily lose a tight decision over and over again, it seems. <laughs> he, he loses tight decisions a lot. He just doesn't really... I mean, he went... Uh, I don't know. He, he definitely... I thought he was going for it in the third round. I agree. In yeah. this fight. But he doesn't... He still had gas in the tank. Like, he I, never I felt like he could tell bit down yeah. on his ma- mouth guard and really went as hard as he possibly could to try to get his opponent out of there. He doesn't really do that. But at the same time, he's very defensive anyway. And I'll say one thing that was really interesting to me about that fight is that... I kept asking you, like, why are his hands down? Because some fighters, I'll see, like, they always have their hands up, like, ready to defend themselves. And I was wondering, like, why isn't he defending themselves? And then you explained to me what style of fighting. Did yeah, he kind of uses, like, a shoulder roll. But he yeah. just evades more than anything. There's a couple fighters that evade. You know, Anderson Silva was famous for it. But Israel Adesanya, Dominic Cruz, where they're just going to move out of the way the second he starts swinging. Yeah, and that was pretty interesting. Yeah, it kind of made me view fighting more as a card game again, just because they're kind of like reacting to it, versus some fighters I've noticed have just like take the damage and then do their own, you know? Yeah. Yeah, he's definitely fast. Yeah, this is a pretty good fight. So yeah, maybe maybe he should fight. What did we say again? Uh, Alex Alexander Hernandez. Yeah. That'd be a good one. Or Scott Holtzman might be a good one. There's probably a bunch of guys on there. Yeah, he lost again, right in, but now Darouche. Yeah, Scott Holtzman got spinning back fisted by uh, Benil Darouche. Oh, that. Darouche missed weight on that fight, though. Oh, okay. Yeah, and that might be a good fight. Oh, in our next episode, we're going to kind of talk about like historic fights since I think there's no fights there's this no upcoming fights weekend. This upcoming yeah. weekend, yeah. That'll be pretty hard for Grayson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do. Yeah, I guess we'll watch some historic fights. So, you know, if we do have some seasoned listeners, you know, DM us and let us know what fights do you think we should watch and talk about next week. Are you asking me what you should watch? Just asking the listeners or you, you know, see what we should talk about maybe next week, some historic fights we could watch. I think you should watch Tito Ortiz versus Chuck Liddell. Oh, yeah. Wasn't Chuck Liddell on... uh, we're watching Big Brother and he was on there. Yeah, he was on Big Brother uh, Celebrity Edition. I think they voted him out right away. Yeah. Like, I right th- off the rip. I thought that was a good decision because I figured he had to be like more physically like, conditioned know. than he's everybody else. He's pretty whooped. And then he's got to have a different mentality Bad just because he's a professional fighter. I don't know. That one seemed like, I was like, dang. Right off the rip, Chuck Vanell? <laughs> now I don't even want to watch this anymore. Yeah, we didn't even finish that one. <laughs> Yeah, I don't like watching so many Big Brother. But I thought you were going to say he was on Ultimate Fighter Season 1. He yeah, was the he coach. was. He was one of the coaches on Ultimate Fighter Season 1. Who was the other coach on that season? Randy Couture. Randy Couture. I don't know that guy. He was a former champion at a couple weight classes, I think. He fought at all types of different weight classes. I don't know. I didn't watch back then. I was like seven. Yeah, maybe we'll talk about old episodes of an Ultimate Fighter on the I next episode. I love that Ultimate Fighter. Ooh. <laughs> I guess we'll get we'll but we'll get to that later. But for the rest of the card, um, for a main event finish, you had Vicente Luque. There's Michael Chiesa. Michael right? Chiesa, yeah, he sunk a nice Darson. Yeah. On the grappler, Michael Chiesa. Michael and right Chiesa, before that one, uh, Michael Chiesa had like a chuck on him, right? Yeah, he was. He rolled out of a couple of them. He uh, definitely fought his way out of a couple of hard positions and then see. snuck the Darsh choking. Yeah, I think he had him in like a rear naked choke or something. A couple like different right chokes, before. yeah. He had him in a couple different chokes. He kept hand fighting and breaking out of the chokes. Eventually he got back up and... Uh, Kiesa left his neck out there. 
He snapped the darts in there. Yeah. Choked him out. Yeah, one fight that I liked was Angela Hill versus... Uh, what's her name? Something? Tisha Torres. Tisha, Tisha the Tiny Tornado. Yeah, that was Torres. that was a good fight. Too. I thought Angel Hill was gonna win. Yeah, I like the background behind yeah, it because apparently they fought previously. Yeah. And, um, Tisha Torres beat her every round. Yeah, I remember in the interview. Plus, I interviewed Tisha Torres. Was like, yeah, I don't have to fight her again. I prove I beat her twice. And I was like, <laughs> oh, that I felt that for Angel Hill. <laughs> Because Angel Hill was talking about how she had gotten better, which I think she has improved from that last time they fought. Yeah. For sure. Because I think she was working on her wrestling because she got wrestled the first time. Yeah. So I think that was a pretty interesting fight just because Angel It's crazy Hill, how small they looked in there. Yeah, compared to everybody else. Yeah, and I was like, geez, those are some little ladies in there. 115. That's not even the smallest woman's weight class. Really? Yeah, they have 105. Okay. Not in the UFC, but... That's the smallest UFC weight class is the 115 ladies. Straw weight. Yep, strong weight. But yeah, I like that fight just because that same like I like when fighters and like how Angela Hill was in where she just kept walking her down the whole time. I like that. But it, yeah, it, it also seemed like fight. she was kind of waiting to see what Tisha Torres was doing also the whole time as well. You know, like she was reacting most of the time. And I definitely wanted to see a little bit, but Tisha Torres definitely gave her a run for yeah, her money for sure. Every round. I think, yeah, she for mm-hmm. sure run every round. I think she deserved that one for sure. Let's see. Who is she? Who might she fight next time? Let's see. Women's oh, strong weight. Who knows? I hate speculating on the, those. The, the ladies are all over the place with some of their fights, so it's an, that's the hardest to guess who they'll fight next. Yeah, let's see. They've got. Yeah, Wei Li. Yeah, that's your. Well, I mean, she's not gonna fight Wei Li. Yeah, I know she's not gonna fight. I just want to see who's in that division. Okay, so Rose Nomini yes, is that champion. The champion. Okay. Let me see. Hmm. Yeah, no, but anyways, besides that, um, yeah, that was a good one, I guess. For it's still a decision. I sometimes I'm like, ah. This is too many fights going to decision. Come on. I was just happy to get Come some action on. from like a women's fight that time because. Sometimes... Oh yeah, I told anytime Tisha Torres fights, it's a good. She's one of the more uh, exciting lady fighters, and Angela Hill. Yeah. Angela Hill's getting up there in her age, though. She was looking a little slower than she normally did in this fight, but also it was in comparison to Tisha Torres, so sometimes it's just. Relative to who she's fighting. Yeah. What do you think about that Song Yadong fight? Versus ah, something Kenny? Casey Kenny. I Casey knew that Kenny. was going to decision. Uh, when I was like... If, I don't know what the what the odds were on that, but... If it was like only like a minus 170 or so, somebody should have made put some money on that. For that to go to decision. Or probably the odds were like minus 250 though. Where you'd have to, then it wouldn't be worth it at that point. But that was going to decision. And, uh, somebody said, oh, they hate it when they put two prospects up against each other. But Casey Kenny's 30 years old. Yeah, it's like, I was like 23, 23 or something. I'm like, how can you be a 30 year old prospect at 135? I can't, I just can't be. And they gave him, when he fought Nathaniel Wood, I thought that was closer than what the judges gave to him, but. I thought Nathaniel would won. But anyway, so he's coming off two losses now. Casey Kenny he lost to Dominic Cruz. As well as Song Yudong. Song Yudong actually lost to uh, Kyler Phillips. Oh yeah, we just seen him fight Piper yeah, got, recently. We yeah, felt like he won that one. Yeah, he got robbed. That was ridiculous. Robbery. The judges are the worst. Oh my god. When yeah. you get that? I'm job? still shook by that 27-30. Oh, the 3027 yeah. on for Bobby Green? Yeah, he definitely won that. Yeah, I don't know how they come up with that nonsense. Uh, what was it? Oh, yeah, Miles Johns had a good knockout. I'm just going through all the knockouts here now. Miles Johns flatlined uh, uh, Anderson Dos Santos. That's what his name was. I had to look at it because I couldn't remember. That was a pretty alright fight. He chopped him down with leg kicks. And then he just set him up and 
blasted him at the end of the fight there in the third round. Yeah, here's your knuckle sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good knockout. He went as flattened out afterwards, so I was like, oh, there's one for the highlight reel. Next time we fight, so we show him that one. Yeah. <laughs> when John Ant's like, coming off a knockout win against... <laughs> One of our other knockouts. That's see. all the knockouts. That was all the knockouts. Well, and then there was the TKO there where um, Victoria, Leonardo, that was one of the earlier fights. Going into the third round, she says to her coach, like, uh, my arm isn't working. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Like, my one, arm isn't yeah. working. And he was like, well, can you fight? And he was still, like, trying to coach her. And I was like, they're not going to let her fight. And the doctor came over and was like, yeah, your arm's broken. We're stopping the fight. And that's the other TKO. I made it four. Got it, okay. Uh, so it was in between rounds. It was a doctor's stoppage. So that actually kept the streak going of uh, UFC cards in a row with uh, an arm being, like a limb being broken. Not just an arm, but a limb in general being broken. So I don't know how many of that is in a row. But there's been quite a few in a row with somebody's limb getting broken. Yeah. Maybe we should start a tally for that. I don't know, that's pretty interesting. <laughs> yeah, there was Chris Weidman's leg got broke. <laughs> that one was Jocka Ray's arm got broke. Connor's leg got broke. <laughs> um, oh my god. Well, the guy that fought the bear Jew. Uh, Jamal Hill, yeah, the nick his name's the bear, nickname's the bear. Jamal Hill got his arm. Well, that was popped out of stuck the socket, but it seemed broken when it was wiggling around all crazy. So that's like, and then this one, so that's like six in a row or something like that. Yeah, it's quite a bit. <laughs> what do you think about that Jose Aldo fight? I can't stop thinking about how good I think that one was, and then I also appreciated how much they like hugged and just had like so much respect. <laughs> I like to see they hug. I hate hugging. I want to see the trash talk. No, like, they can do whatever they want. But yeah, I think they were both Brazilians, yeah, right? So maybe Brazilian. that's why they were getting. Yeah, they don't. Well, not so. that often Brazilians fight each other. I thought Pedro Munoz was gonna win because it seemed more his style to be able to pour the volume on. But somehow Aldo just became the volume striker. Yeah. And that one. So. Yeah, they were talking about how sometimes he's known to like take a little round and kind of just like not lay back, yeah, but just kind of. Yeah, he's more defensive. Yeah, but I really liked how many strikes were shown and how it was stand up the whole time. I really enjoyed that as well. It kept me on the edge of my seat the whole time. Yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah, definitely a reinvigorated Jose, or they say Jose Aldo. Or, oh, okay, Jose. Aldo. I don't know. Okay. It just seems weird to me. I'm like, that's how you spell Jose, though. <laughs> that's a Jose Jose Junior I think is his name or something. yeah Jose Aldo Junior when you look up his Instagram official is spelled um, incorrectly it only has an F <laughs> official official or maybe that's how it's spelled in Spanish I don't know. maybe officiale yeah. well he speaks Portuguese oh okay Portuguese yeah so that's probably some Portuguese bullshit <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, I'm going through. Let's see. Do I have anything else for the main card? Uh, da, da, da. Yeah, I don't know. That's well, do really you want to talk about the episode of Tough We Watched? That one oh, yeah. had a really good fight with Brian Battle and... Uh, Andre Petrovsky, I think. And if you didn't know. And for you newcomers, if you didn't know, this is Grayson's rendition of the theme song. This is the ultimate! Yeah, they ought to just let me use the theme song. They're not using the old theme song anymore. Can you email them and ask for it? Yeah, I can. Are I they can kidding? We yeah. have the old. We, we let us use it free of charge. We're yeah. not making any money. Or can <laughs> I do it on kazoo or something? I could get a kazoo and do it. Or like, record it. 
recorder. I don't know how to play that. I can play a mean kazoo. The recorder is like the little plastic like flute thing you used to have. I love the Ultimate Fighter. I this. I mean, I wish it was the old Ultimate Fighter. I'll talk about this every till the day I die. How the old seasons were better. They were so ridiculous. It was some yeah, real the deal. Real. Yeah, that challenge was so <laughs> stupid. Change a tire. Oh my god, just a Toyo tires. Plug right there. The I couldn't believe it. Yeah, this guy pulls up. Oh my god. No shame with this one. He pulls up and we're like Oh my god. He pulls up in this this race truck and he's like the Toyo tire race truck driver. And he's like, Yeah, we're gonna be changing off these Toyo tires, the official tire of the UFC. I was like You've got to be kidding me right now. This is so stupid. So they just each changed one tire. Whatever team changed one tire out faster. What are some yeah. What are some challenges you'd like to see? I don't know. They used to have they used to have them. ridiculous ones where I'm like, these guys are gonna borderline get injured. <laughs> what would I like to see them now? I love a battle of wits. What do you mean wits? Like, like a memory contest? Yeah, maybe like a memory contest or something. That'd be hilarious. Some of these. Especially if they got uh, some real dummies one season. But nowadays, these guys kind of know the opportunity yeah. more now, and they're not as jarhead nonsense as some of them are. Wait, there were some real fools. I'd like to see, like, an eating seasons. contest. An eating contest? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about that. You don't want to mess up their diets. Yeah, I know. But... Well, they're in there because they got to make weight and stuff. Yeah, for sure. But I, I like to watch eating contests. Maybe a dance contest. No, see, it's gotta be that. They always had unique things like, okay, we're gonna have like in one season they had the coaches sit in a recliner, and then they had like the like there was handles put on the recliner, so one team had to carry each coach in the recliner oh, like through an God. obstacle course essentially. Like oh, if they did like an American Ninja Warrior course. Or no, something, they're gonna I get injured doing good. crap like that. These I guys mean, get injured enough as is. I feel like the people that do those are not as athletic as these guys, though. Well, yeah, the American Ninja Warrior guys, sometimes they have, they're like a little pudgy going through their swinging on those adult playgrounds that they're on. Or maybe just a wipeout. Wipeout's not as dangerous, you know. I don't know. They're going to end up tearing their groin or something doing that. Those people that do that aren't under as much crazy training as these fighter professional athletes are, though. Yeah, I guess maybe it could be like a sub for training. Like instead of training no. today, we're gonna do an obstacle. <laughs> Speaking of like shows, I was listening to a podcast about um, what's his name, the guy who. What's his name? This is great. <laughs> I can't remember. He's the one that doesn't like. I guess he not heavyweight. He fights in the same class as Usman. He's like Hispanic. He's in Florida, like Miami. Mike area. Perry? No, not Mike Perry. He has the longer hair. Oh, Jorge Masvidal. Yes, about him being on a like a, it was like a South American survival show. Oh, I don't and know. he was on there, and they were talking about the challenges he had to do and how he like used that to like reinvent himself. So yeah, maybe they could <laughs> take something from him for the challenges. I don't know. Yeah, go on. He probably went on like a peyote trip down in South America. That's what they're going to do with the fighters. Just make them scared. When they're like, oh, the shrooms episode of the Ultimate Fighter. They're all already don't get to talk to their families for a month. They're like, oh, start freaking out. Yeah, like this is a mental exercise. <laughs> oh my God, that'd be crazy. I feel like, what would be a good Ultimate Fighter? They could do, you know, the old grease pole or something like that, where you got to climb up the grease pole. You, you know the grease pole competition? Mm -mm. It's basically this telephone pole that they grease up with lard, and then you got to, like, stand on the shoulders of another person below you and get, like, five people stacked up on top of each other. Yeah, to but wouldn't bell. they get injured doing something like yeah. that? Uh, I don't know. I've never really seen anybody get injured doing the grease pole. They do some stuff that's got to have a little bit of athleticism, but it doesn't have to be full-blown American Ninja Warrior. <laughs> or Wipeout. 
Oh, the floor is lava. You like that shot? Maybe they could do something like that. That was pretty easy. <laughs> yeah, the floor is lava. These guys are so... I don't know. They would probably dis- absolutely destroy the floor is lava. So, if you haven't watched the show, basically it's like a... What was it? Are they coming out with another... Did they make another season of The Floor is Lava? I don't know. I would love to watch some more of that. That was so funny. So, it was kind of like an obstacle course, but it's like, obviously The Floor is Lava, so... Not real lava, but like, if you're getting it, you're just qualified. It like sucks you down into the floor. (laughs) And so you'd have to like jump over rocks and climb on the wall to avoid the floor. You get extra money for every family member that gets across, but sometimes these people are so pathetic. Like if it's like two kids and the mom, the mom's like, no, just leave me, just leave me. me. Oh my god, yeah. (laughs) I can't, I can't make the jump. I'm slipping. They're like, (laughs) really know that they're slipping before they fall down. I'm slipping, well pull yourself back up then. Yeah, maybe we should do that show out of that. (laughs) You want to go embarrass yourself on TV? I'm here for it. Help! I'm falling down. I think who played? Does this, uh, Vincent v- Murdoch? Vincent Murdoch supposed to fight Brady Heist and coming Vincent up. Murdoch fights this week. That's who. I think it's gonna end up being him versus Ricky. I think he's gonna win this week. Vincent Murdoch. The guy got brain so surgery. He just looked so much. He looked at a much higher level than all those other guys, for the most part. And Ricky's already in the already in there, so it's gonna be. Yeah, I I wouldn't be surprised if they surprised me though, because I was really surprised by this last fight with Andre Pachowski and uh, Brian Battle, because Andre was supposed to be like the submission king. Yeah, but his fight was only and he got so like a couple minutes long, the first one, his first mm-hmm. fight when he fought in the in the preliminaries or whatever they call it mm-hmm. this was real short and he just had a nice good fast wrestling yeah but vincent murdoch you saw you get to actually see him show see him at his war, skills. Yeah. so I, I was like oh this guy is gonna be a hard out andre petrosky it was like does this guy have a good gas tank how's his striking you weren't even really that as sure yeah that makes sense of everything I thought I it was really funny how he thought um, you the knew guy he lost. That was him. when he was out. You knew he was done after that. Once you start complaining to the ref like that, you can't get out of... They're, they're in your head at that point. Yeah, you can't for sure. Break. He was like, you had bought the he shit out of me. That. But yeah, it was, it was a knee. knee, yeah. Yeah, he was calling him bitch and stuff. Yeah, he was... After that, I was like, uh-oh. Uh-oh, he's starting to lose, lose it a little there. You can't start losing... Break character, essentially, but... Yeah, it's like playing cards, get out of that poker face. Yeah, once you mentally get through the the adrenaline dump and everything starts happening and you start losing energy. So after that, he started slowing down and eventually got finished off. Yeah, every time I watch a fight, I just really think, like, what has that feeling got to be like? Like, going in there and know, like, this man is trying to kill me, you know? And it's it's, it's gotta be crazy. That's why I'm so excited to attend that live fight we're going to next weekend. Yeah, that'll be sick. Is that on Saturday or Sunday? It's on a Saturday. Nice. We're gonna do the interview for him on... Oh, that's what I'll be doing with the UFC. We'll be at that. Yeah, we'll do the interview with him and then we'll go watch his fight. You wanna go ahead and pimp it again? Yeah, so on... August 15th, that's going to be the day we interview Eli the Prophet Alejandro. He's a local fighter here in Florida. And the fight's in um, Zephyr Hills, right? Spring? Oh, yeah, Zephyr, Zephyr Hills. Hills yeah. yeah, and he fights at 155 in the UFG League. And if you don't know anything it's about it, you will. It's a pound championship. Yeah, it's a championship fight, so I'm pretty excited to watch that. And we did get a new camera for the podcast, so... Learn how to use it. I'm pretty excited. So we're gonna have a video episode. So um, definitely go on our YouTube. It's B is for Brutal on YouTube, and um, check it out there. I'm gonna upload all our audio only ones there, and then that video episode will be on there as well. So I'm really excited to fight or uh, watch him fight. fight. <laughs> I'm not fight. fighting. <laughs> You're excited to fight. Who are you fighting? Asia? I'm not fighting anyone. <laughs> I mean, I definitely was thinking about taking some Tai Chi or Muay Thai. Tai Chi. <laughs> But Grayson has again convinced me that I should not fight professionally, so. (laughs) I just think it'd be so cool to just be that bad motherfucker who, like, you don't want to mess with her, you know. 
Well, you can take classes, but you were like, I'm going to fight for it. You think I could play that women's, what did you say? You, what did you want to fight at 125? Yeah, I, I was like, I didn't want to fight at 125. <laughs> Why is that so funny to you? Like Valentina Shevchenko? Yeah. No. She's been training for so long. Yeah. I'm, I mean, but I'm young, though, 24, so. Oh, my God. She's not that old. She's probably like 32. Yeah, so I got eight years to catch up, you know, like, <laughs> to that level of experience. Oh, I don't think you could get to that level in eight years. But yeah, we'll have someone much more experienced than myself, fighter, on the show. And yeah, you can ask him all types of questions. Yeah, I will ask him all types of questions. I want to know how you're feeling up to that fight, like, how you're feeling in there. But I feel like you almost crossed over to, like, a different world when you're in, like, the ring fighting different plane of thought like yeah for sure like it's almost like like i know people are animals but i think it's gonna be like another like primitive nature like it's like killed or be killed you know and then also like do you hear the crowd or are you like so focused in on your opponent they say you can't hear anything a lot of times yeah because every time i watch a fight the coaches are like double like left hook or takedown or whatever just saying whatever <laughs> i'm just like can they actually hear this because they like yell and talk and whatever the whole time when the fighters fight I'm like I wonder if they can actually hear them but then also we were watching a fight and the the commentators were saying something they're like I can hear you that was when there was no crowd yeah there wasn't a crowd there so I don't know it depends I guess if there's a crowd no crowd things like that and then I also wonder I know they have like cut weight you know so like, are you feeling fatigued when you're in there, oh, yeah. or is it just a adrenaline rush when you first get in there to where you don't even, like, realize that you're fatigued? Oh, I guess it depends how much weight you cut. Yeah. And then one of my biggest questions too much weight. that I, I want to know, like, how do they count the strikes? Like, are there two different people oh, counting, the like, the attempted? Around. Oh, that's what you mean. Like, yeah, somebody like the, actually physically. Yeah, like, the Susie have one of those clickers where she's like, okay, I'm clicking the attempted. Bob's clicking the actual ones that they get, like, the hits, and then they average out, like, what it is, or is there, like, a computer software that just automatically counts, like, AI? I want to know, because I feel like I'd be a good counter, you know? Like, how do you get that job? The counter? Yeah. I'd be a good Statistician? 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 I don't know. Statistician? Yeah. Mathematical person? Statistician, maybe? Yeah. I don't know what that would be called. Somebody's probably like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, close. those are the questions I have for sure. Those are the things I think about when I'm watching fights too. I'm just like, how do they keep getting that so fast? <laughs> They've got a lot of people working for the UFC. Yeah, so. Maybe I'll DM the UFC, the UFC and just say, hey, how do you guys count those strikes, you know? They do not know. respond to you. Yeah. They're just going to we mean DM the UFC. They have an account. They just uh, DM the UFC. I'm going to call and ask the Navy. Yeah, I don't care. I'll DM anybody. I don't care. If you want me to DM somebody, I Call will. the Navy. Ask them how they get all their boats. That has nothing to do with MMA. I'm going to message the UFC. <laughs> yeah, I might have to do that. I'm going to message the NFL. Ask them where they buy their footballs. I'll message anybody. Where do you do anything <laughs> well are there any matchups or fights that you're looking forward to I know I mentioned Suragon versus at... Francis Ngannou oh well that'll be a ways away oh uh, Nick Diaz is supposed to fight uh, Robbie, Robbie Waller. Waller or Lawler I think yeah. that would be cool for the comeback that's let's see I think it's in October no that one's September not too maybe. let's see that one is that's in UFC 266, September 25th. Okay, so about a month out. Before that, though, um, Edson Barbosa versus Giga Chikatse. Or how are we supposed to say that? Giga Chikatse, Chikatse. That'll be a good one. Edson Barbosa, he beat, uh, we watched, you watched him beat Mr. Finland. Oh, yeah. In uh, Key West. But he's had a couple of wins. He also beat, um, I don't know if you watched the one with Shane Burgos. He hit what, him. What class is that again? 145. Okay. He hit Shane Burgos, and then Shane Burgos kind of stopped for a second, and then he just fell backwards, like delayed. Oh, yeah, okay. Knockout. I remember that one, yeah. Yeah. Edson Barbosa. Giga Chikante also beat 
Um, what was that guy I was talking about earlier? Oh, Jamie Simmons. <laughs> I was like, why is Jamie Simmons having another fight? He fought yesterday. I think it was the first fight. I was like, well, how is this guy still in the UFC? They brought him in just to get knocked out by Giga Chikate of Chikate, essentially. He got took a liver shot. But he fought. I think he landed like six strikes before just getting rolled around on the ground until he got submitted. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this is what right off the bat. Well, those are the matchups we're looking forward to. That one would be good. Uh, let me go ahead and pull up. I guess I'll pull up some other. Let me pull up. Pull up. What is he going to come here? Pull it up, UFC. What's coming up next? Oh, Brandon Rawdog Roy Pellis fighting. I like when he fights. Oh, he's on Alexander Pantoja. Pantoja. You know, Rawdog might be the underdog in that one. Brandon Roy, 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 Roy. What are you laughing at? Raw dog. Yeah, his nickname's Raw dog. He's one of my favorite 125ers to watch. He lost to Brandon Moreno, the current champ. The assassin, baby. Yeah, the assassin, <laughs> baby. I see that Kelvin uh, Gesselin. You talked about him before. I think he's on yeah, the main event. He's fighting a man over 35 years old. So he stands a chance. He usually, I think he only has a couple of wins. He's like two and seven or something like that. Maybe mm -hmm. not that bad over people under 35. But people over 35, I don't think he's ever lost anybody over 35 years old. So that means he's got a good chance. He's fighting somebody over 35 years old. He is a tough dude, Kelvin Gaston. I don't know what his record is exactly. It's 17 7. But I mean, against yeah. people at a oh, certain yeah, age. I just fired a number out there. It's probably not two and seven, but it's probably like two and four or something like that. Yeah, I was fighting a guy. Jared Cannon Yeah, Jared Cannonier. Jared Cannon is over 35, 37. Yeah, he's 37. Jared Cannon Both coming off losses to uh, Robert Whitaker. Both of them just lost to Robert Whitaker. So. Robert the Reaper! Whitaker! I lean towards Kelvin Gaston in that one. I think Kelvin Gaston could beat him over five rounds. That could be a late knockout for him, honestly. You if think he, he has knockout gassed. power? Eh, and if in the late rounds when uh, people get gassed. I mean, he definitely has knockout power. He has heavy hands. Well, it's the main event fight, so I'm expecting the main event comedy. Trying to see who else. Like, yeah, he hasn't knocked anybody out since 2017. Do you know this guy, Chase Sherman, that's fighting? He's yeah, fighting he's a heavyweight. Parker Porter. Okay. He's he's coming off a loss to I think he just lost to Ant. Oh wait, is that why heavyweight actually or heavyweight? No, it's it's heavyweight. Oh. Oh, he lost to Arlowski, that's right. You know, to a decision. Why does Arlowski have two no contests? Does he's just old. He's been around for a long time. Oh, okay. okay. Maybe somebody failed a drug test or something. So I thought no contest was what mean that they failed a drug test. It just could means... be anybody. Okay. Anybody could have failed a drug test. That was in the fight. Hmm. Say you and I fought and you beat me and then you failed the drug test, it would be a no contest for both of us. Really? Yeah. So anybody who fought TJ Dillashaw in the past, it's a no, no. contest? It's only if they... He didn't always get caught for his place. So if you pull up his record, you'll see ones that he did pop positive. But I think if you, like, say you lose and pop positive, the other guy gets to keep his win, maybe. Go ahead and scroll down to his record. Yeah, so that Henry Cejudo. So those ones, I guess, did become a no contest. I guess it just depends what they decide they want to do to you. But it can also be a no contest if you, like, eye gouge the guy out. Like, do you poke him in the eye? Yeah, if you poke him in the eye. 
It could be a no contest. Or a DQ, you know. What's a DQ? Disqualification. Disqualification. Mm. But that usually counts as a loss. So, with Aljamain Starling, he got the knee to the that head, was a right? one. He won via disqualification, yeah. Okay. So he won the belt via the other guy dis- being disqualified via illegal blow. So in his record, it doesn't say DQ, it just a win. It should say loss via illegal, like illegal knee. If you look about Jermaine Sterling's. It should say he won via illegal knee. Let's see here. So... I don't know, but I guess we'll wrap up the podcast here since we're kind of running low on steam. But uh, if you don't follow us on Instagram, make sure to follow us at Vegas for Brutal. And uh, make sure you check out our YouTube. We'll be adding these episodes on there as well as our next uh, video episode. And also feel free to DM us about who you think should be Fighter of the Week this week. Oh, we didn't post last week's Fighter of the Week, but it was going to go to Chris Gritzmacher, I believe. Was who got last week's fighter of the week? Chris Gritz Gritzmacher. Okay. I think was. Can't remember. Yeah, but it didn't end up getting posted. So we missed that week. So sorry, Chris Gritzmacher, if you're a listener. Yeah, you're a winner in our hearts for sure. <laughs> you're a winner in my heart. Maybe someday if the show catches on, there'll be a trivia. Who is the the last <laughs> fighter of the, the week? Chris Gritz Gritzmacher. His nickname is Gritz Gritzmacher. Who are you giving your fighter of the week vote to? This week? Yeah. I think I'm giving mine to uh, Jose Aldo. Yeah, Tisha Torres. I, I could see it being Tisha Torres, Jose Aldo, uh, Cyril Gan. There was a lot of good ones this week. Do, uh, yeah, Cyril Gan definitely would, you'd have to consider. I mean, he beat. Derek Lewis's ass pretty hard. Yeah, I was really rooting for Derek Lewis to the end. I was like, come on, we gotta knock this man out. Come on, Derek. Come on, throw one out there. Don't let him put you in the clinch. Come on. Fire a bomb. An H-bomb for H-Town. H-Town, yeah. I was like, come on, just stand up, remember? Just stand up. Just stand up. The crowd was very quiet when he was losing. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, oh, oh. Well, all right. This has been episode four of the VS for Brutal podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, and we'll see you next Sunday.